Hey y'all, it's the A&J Podcast back at y'all once again. It's a Sunday, we record him. Ready to get ready to get this uh, next episode started here. We, this is our uh, music episode. We agreed that we would do that earlier this week. Y'all saw that if you tuned into the Instagram page. And right now we sipping our coffee and getting ready to get this show popping. What's up with you, A? I'm sipping this coffee because I'm old now. And after 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm ready to go to sleep. So... I'm here with my caffeine fix. I'm here with Bay. We've got a little bit of donuts happening. And we can just get right into what we're about to get into. So the topic, as he announced, is music. And um, I don't know. Music is in a really weird place these days, I think. If you're in our age group or older, I'm sure. Um, Let's not say weird. Let's say an interesting place. Okay. I'll give that. I I think it's moving. Is moving forward, even if we don't like every aspect of it. I do like the fact that it feels like music is continuing to progress. Um, but it depends on who you ask. Well, I say it's continuing to progress because even if everybody isn't, you know, the greatest lyricist or songwriter right now, the music itself, I feel like, is getting better from a um, production standpoint, yeah, from okay. a production quality sound standpoint, and I think it's so. There's a there's a couple of facets that we can address this from. So the facets we can address it from is a topic that I definitely want to get into. Is this um, those who are older tend to take the approach that which y'all are making ain't music, um, and they're chastising the the youth of this generation and their music. Then there's the aspect of the youth of this generation having a lack of knowledge, some would say, or a lack of respect for the greats that came before them and paved the way. And um, I also think another way to look at this is um, what makes a great rapper versus lyricist versus writer, Um, because that comes up a lot in discussion. So let's uh, let's tackle this. Let's start with the whole... Um, Let let me start with Joe Budden. Wait a second. Are we talking about music? Are we talking about... Hip-hop. I'm talking about all aspects. Okay. Um, these are just some aspects of music, though, that I hear come up a lot. So, as I said, I know it sounds random when I said I'm bringing up Joe Button. Everybody who's familiar with Joe Button knows he's like the granddad of entertainment right now. Like, he's the old the guy. Granddad. He's the granddad. He's sitting at the cookout. You know, he's grumpy. He's grouchy. He just wants to watch uh, his game. And, on. well, can I finish what I was finish saying? Thank finish you. So rude. Um, just like him, um, but like he's grouchy, he's he's observing, and he's got a lot to say. Now we've seen Joe Biden get into it with quite a few of the young artists over the last couple of years, and I don't even think I think the problem is lack of communication. Um, I think sometimes what he has to say is not received well by the youth, and with understanding. And I think sometimes he doesn't necessarily understand the youth. And that's okay. But what I do appreciate about Joe Budden is he's willing to have the conversations. He's really he's willing to talk about it, and he's willing to be corrected um, if, or stand corrected if you know what he says is not absolutely on target. But when I when I say I want to bring up Joe Budden, it's because he's one of the more vocal um, artists who come from you know 
hip-hop in the earlier stage. You've got a lot of artists right now who have a lot to say about the youth and their music today. Um, but yes, yeah, share it. Please, by all means, you had something to say. No, I was just going to... you. So I'm glad I let you finish, but I don't want to... All right, Kanye. I don't want to start... I don't. I didn't want to go in that direction because Joe... Even though he, we saw him attack Little Yachty, and on um, the complex show, what was that the, with him and what's his name? Him and DJ Academics. He attacked Little Yachty. Soul, by the way, he attacked. He hurts a lot of people's soul, but that's part of his brand. To but, be annoying, um, okay, whatever. No, he wants to be a polarizing figure, so that brings him shine. <laughs> that young boy is caking up, I'm but ready. anyway. Yachty, he attacked. If you listen to his podcast, you'll know that he and Yachty talk regularly now. Like they're friends. They've made up. <laughs> like you know what I mean. They text each other. They have early morning phone calls. And was he literally just references a couple? Yeah, weeks I saw. Ago. Like and he talks to, you know, he he like you said, he is willing to be corrected. I respect that about him. And he also admits his opinions are. Strictly that they're just his, his opinion. opinion, you know what I mean. And is he? It's not. It's based off of a feeling, you know what I mean. It's not any. Uh, it's not necessarily the end all be all. So that's why I don't. I kind of don't want to frame this around him. You know, no, he's, I'm just I don't using think he, him as an example. Uh, but and I don't I, think he's that. What I, I guess the point I'm making is I don't think he's a good example of that. I think we probably need to speak a lot broader because we know a lot more people, even though he's probably the most visible. Right, and that's really why I started with Joe Budden. It was just kind of set the tone as I was going to lead into other, you know, prominent figures in music who are just as vocal as Joe Budden. Maybe not as, um, maybe not as flexible in opinion. You got a lot of artists right now coming for the younger generation telling them that their lyrics are trash, um, that their production isn't all that great. Um, I don't that, think anybody's getting at the producers, though, are they? The yeah, producers. it's been a lot of conversation. you got to get on the shade room. Um, I'm on there, There's but... a lot of conversation about, you know, when it was my time, you know, we were making beats and we was making rhymes. We was doing it. And, and here's, the thing, here's what I have to say about this. I often feel like I miss music from my youth. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me that I have to, I can now say my youth. But the reality is, when I was growing up, my mom hated my music. And her generation hated my music. And in her generation, the generation before her, hated their music. It's a rites of passage, y'all. Music does not stay the same. Music has evolved, whether we're talking rock and roll, to rock, to uh what do you call it, heavy metal, we've seen every aspect and every genre of music change. Country music has evolved over time. Um, Hip-hop music has evolved over time. R&B has evolved over time. And I think the bottom line is we can hold on to the greats. We can say, oh, the music back then was this and now it's horrible, but the reality is it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's changing with the generation. So I really feel like if you are like of that generation where you know, you grew up, you were born in the late 80s or even early 80s. You were raised in the 90s to the early 2000s. Yeah, we had great music, y'all. We really did. But to these kids, because we're not, you know, 
my daughter, she's 15. She is, she has a, an eclectic taste only because we've taught her, you know, other music. But even though she is capable of enjoying our music, she likes her music. And that's the music of her generation. So she likes XXXNCion. I think that's his name, the one who passed. Um, she likes... Um, but I like him too. I do. Like I will say music, that. I know I do because some of his music is actually good. But that wasn't my point but, I was making. No, I know. So the point I was getting at though is that you know, she likes what she likes because it's what she's growing up with. So, you know, at first, the fact that my daughter, like, stand for Tyler, the creator, was driving me nuts until I actually had an opportunity to listen to a multitude of his songs, and it kind of made me change my mind. This generation, you know, she, she'll listen to Takashi, she'll listen to this, and she'll listen to that, and the Dave East and all that stuff, and the point is, it may not be, you know, great music to me, but I understand where these kids are coming from, and and I find myself still liking some of the music that comes out today. Um, I, I like Drake, you know what I mean? It's, but you, so it's like this, like, even the music that we grew up on, the music we liked as kids, some of that stuff was trash. Like, it was legit trash because it, and you know how you know what's trash and what's not is how it stands up to time. Time reveals everything. So, like, I liked Crisscross when Jump Jump came out and I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade. If you put that on right now, I'm going to pull a plug on the stereo or something. Like I'm committed. That, that, that song... That song in itself, in and of itself, might still go hard, but I don't want to hear that album from beginning to end. And it's the same with this generation now, and it might be even more because there's a there's a huge debate of whether or not the music is disposable, and I think the way music is digested now, it makes it even more disposable. Like, for instance, um, I listen to snippets from Takeoff's album. We know Quavo just came out with an album. Takeoff came out with an album. Offset is coming with an album. And then there's another Migos Culture 3 album coming. That's four albums they plan on dropping in probably like the next 12 months at the most. Like Quavo's album just came out. It ain't even had time to digest. And they already came with Takeoffs. Like, And they have to do it because the music gets... The albums now are more like mixtapes were back in the day. Like... It comes out, you play it for a couple of weeks, and then you want the next fix. You know what I mean? That's like, because music is a lot more accessible now. You can you stream it. You know, it, before there was the excitement of going to the record store, getting the cassette tape or the the CD. At least during my generation, and let's be honest, there were still albums being sold when I was younger. the the whole it, the whole way we receiver the way we down you know we digest music is different now an album drops like lma's album drop they tell you oh release on spotify google you know apple take a listen you're youtube you know what i mean you can get access to these videos to these music um announcements and all of that very quickly uh, and then you can you can stream an album immediately. There's no like I miss being able to open up a CD and look at the lyrics to the song as I'm learning the music. Those things don't exist anymore. So the way we receive it is a lot quicker than how it was when we were younger. So now it makes it that much easier for people to get bored really quickly. Well, some of that is true. Like it 
some we of it. Do. Well, what, what I'm saying is all everything that you, that you said is true. Oh, but I know. What I'm, I, I think it's a it's kind of a mixed bag because I think these kids do have an advantage in that their music is streamable. You pay one flat rate and you get access to a whole decade decades upon decades worth of music you can listen to any artist you want at your fingertips granted you may be limited in some aspects based to how they license their music or whatever but you get everything rather than me when i was in school skipping lunch sometimes to save money to buy an album or like getting the cheap lunch that i really didn't want but just would hold me down so i could tuck one of them dollars for a day for two weeks so I could pay $10 to get one tape and like three songs off of it. You know, we was getting gypped because I got... I, we got the experience, though. Yo, music, experience. music I, I got a crazy tape collection to this day. I got a crazy CD collection to this day from my youth. Like, I got almost every CD and tape I ever bought. Granted, some slipped through the cracks because I've Used to get high, uh, left them in my homeboys' cars or something <laughs> like that. Guess the mixtapes got lost on many a day. But, you know, I got uh, most of the music I grew up with from the time I was in eighth grade until I stopped buying CDs. I, I want to say, like, one of the last CDs I bought was um, a Common Sense album, maybe like that. Not the not B, but the one that came after that. That might have been like the last CD I actually bought. I got every pretty much everything in between there, and I don't listen to none of them drums. Like I don't even pull them out. I got books full of these, and I barely ever have the urge to pull them out. And the ones I do are probably. If I had a CD player, I would. I want to get a CD. We player. got a CD player. No one. See no. We have one, but it's not in a location to where I want to go hang out and listen to music. Well, that's going to exactly. change. Exactly. So, we're in the process. But we so got a five-disc CD changer, and it gets little to no burn. But I would. Behalf. Like, I used to be the queen of making CDs. Yeah, but you, would, like, you play I, the same stuff on Spotify right now. I do, but it's still not the same. But what I'm speaking about is not that. What I'm speaking about is the collection. A lot of my collection was stuff that I loved, that, that I was dying to get. Me and my cousin actually used to race to see who was going to get what album first. And if you got it first, it was kind of like bragging rights. Like, oh, I got this first. But some some of that stuff was disappointing. Like, it, it didn't like last. A, really? <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. That was, I'm glad one of us was laughing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we got that out of our system. No, I mean it was from it, it probably it probably started in like ninety three. We started in ninety three. Was I far off? You you're far off. No, period. I no, but anyway, it started in nine. It, we probably started that in like ninety three. Well, it went I just on. Let the record reflect. It went that on like until probably like ninety three. It went on until probably like ninety six, ninety seven. I think he graduated in like ninety six or something. By the time he was graduating from high school, like he started working before maybe he was two years older, like he blew my collection off the water, like just buying music upon music upon music, and he used to like steal music and stuff like that from Sam Goody in the wall and all that stuff. No so, snitching, no snitching. Nobody's name has been called out, but um, yeah, he he um he definitely beat my collection by far. But what I, again, 
the point of this is the quality of the music. A lot of that stuff, I don't want to listen to. Of course, I love Biggie. I love Nas. Love Jay-Z. I still listen to my Black Moon. I still listen to Boot Camp. And, um, but, like, the artists that still get burned right now from back then are the ones that I listen to right now from back then. Like, it's not... I'm not just dying to go through my whole music collection. Steve Stout made this point on Drink Champs. He was like, a lot of that stuff wasn't good back then. It was albums coming out. It's albums that went platinum back in the day. Albums that went gold back in the day that are straight hot garbage right now. That don't hold a candle to albums that's going that's selling like 200,000, 300,000 right now. So, and then there's like classics from back in the day that are that didn't sell that much that are way better than stuff that artists now that are making money hand over fist. I think, and I think that's dope too. I'm not knocking anybody. These artists that are making their money hand over fist. A lot of things I've heard from the older generation of rappers and stuff like that changes, has changed my perspective because these cats could be in the streets, you know, fighting for crumbs. Now they're somewhere getting a legit paycheck and they're probably bringing like six to eight other people along with them who are publicists, who are roadies, who are just staff members and provide a number of different way of life. So I, I totally respect that. I think that's dope. And I think it's dope that now you can make your music in your bedroom and become overnight sensation. If you actually have the talent, at the end of the day, talent still seeps through. Um, but don't hate on the music, even if you don't like it. Right, right, right. And that's my point. I I don't love everything that comes out. I I like I like some of it. Like I was saying earlier, I'm a huge Drake fan. Yeah, I said it. I said it out loud. I said it out loud. Everybody. Is, um, so. but I grew up to be fair watching Degrassi and me and Aubrey. I feel like we're friends in my mind. Um, and that's just how it goes. So there is music that comes out. I enjoy LMA, some of her stuff. I enjoy her. I, I love SZA. Um, So I'm not against, I love Janelle Monet. I'm not against um, the music that comes out now um, just because it's coming from a younger generation. What I will say is that there is just a lot of music that is not my style. And that's okay, too. I don't have to like it, but I also don't have to hate on it. And I, I I also don't want to belittle the youth and how they feel about their music because it is no different than my mom and, you know, her generation say to me, oh, you guys listening to nonsense. Like, how, look how many people, musicians were against the hip hop, who were against rap, who um, were like, oh, this is, this is garbage. You guys aren't, this isn't music. This is a melody. This is talking. But before that, you had jazz musicians who were into, uh, what do you call it, when they bebop, bebop and they did the scatting. Scat, scatting. You know, the musicians before them said the same thing. So it's like, we, I feel like we're being really, my age group is being really hypercritical of the youth and their music. And they I be, think it's unnecessary. They're being really old. Like that's and like, that's really what it boils that, that down really to. That really shows your age when you can't meet somebody halfway when there's no compromise whatsoever like because it's not what you grew up on it's just straight trash like my boy called me one day and was like you know asap ferg is garbage he was like he garbage how you gonna he's like how you gonna say this line right here like this that's whack 
that's why, bro. It's like, how, how, how can he be hot right now? Like, and I totally feel the opposite. Like, I actually like Ferg, and no, he is not the most deep, intricate, um, introspective. introspective lyricist out here, but he's he got a vibe about him. Like, it's something about him. Like, I can listen to a Ferg song and enjoy it. Be, never heard catchy. of song. And I just you that's have, a show you that have, I don't care. You just don't pay attention to <laughs> Definitely it. not. But he's he's hot. Like, but I like ASAP Rocky. He's probably hotter than ASAP Rocky at this point. Okay. Because, no, I'm he's serious. Right. I'm serious because Rocky's kind of like he hasn't fallen off, but he's cooled off. Like he, there was a bidding war for this man at one time. Like. Who's checking for ASAP Rocky? Because he's doing now. other stuff. He's got fashion shows and, yeah. and you know, he's, being or whatever he's being. Go ASAP Rocky! Which is actually, which is also a byproduct of the state of music right now. Like, you can't just be a platinum artist anymore and live off of your music game. But I feel like, you know, when we're talking about this over Shijang, this is how I feel right now about Nicki and Cardi. Um, and, and these stupid little beefs that keep coming along the way. Um, and if you, any of you, you know, are as addicted to Shade Room as me, then you, you've seen the Cash Doll and the Asian Doll beef and all this stuff and the rallies and it's messy for no reason. And when we get down to the nitty gritty, this beef between Nikki and Cardi is very much like the beef that happened between Nikki and Remy. Um, and it's like, y'all are beefing over who's the queen of hip-hop or queen of rap right now. But the table's big enough for, all, for everybody. So this is a pointless beef. Um, and it, it feels very much like old versus young. You know, Nikki is older than Cardi. Um, so now, no matter what she says or does, she just comes off bitter um, and resentful that there is something newer and fresher coming up. As I'm sure little Kim and felt with her. And Remy, and you know, all of these women, and it's kind of like they're afraid to concede to somebody younger because somehow they feel like it lessens their your music or undermines their uh, their skill or whatever, and it doesn't. It doesn't. The only thing that undermines your legacy is how you treat it. Um, gotta make room. You don't gotta love Cardi, but she's hot right now to a lot of people. And it just is what it is. Moving on. You know, it doesn't require these big arguments and beefs. And that kind of stuff irks my nerves. I'm tired of seeing it all over the place. It's just kind of like, now this just seems like cat fights. This isn't even about the quality of music. Because they've all made bangers. They've all had hits. They've all got people reciting their lyrics or, you know, whatever, aspiring to be like that. Not me, of course, but, you know, this is this is the reality. This is how it works with stars. So there's room for everybody to eat. Um, I think that the older generation has to learn how to peacefully coexist with this younger generation without it being a beef or a disagreement. But I also think in the same vein, uh, when I think of little Uzi Vert, he doesn't even want to be called a hip-hop artist or rapper. He wants to be a rock star. And he's living his best life, doing his best shimmy, and out here in these streets being whatever he's being. Um, and one of the things I think about that was he was one of the artists who said he didn't know who like Biggie or Tupac was or something like that. 
I can't remember who, I might be misquoting, but the reality is everybody was up in arms because they didn't know who so-and-so was and so-and-so was, but I'm like, should they? You know what I mean? Like, why Why do we care that they don't know? You know what I mean? They're, they're in their own world. They're in their own place. Let them figure this stuff out on their own. That's part of the joy of being young and being youthful and being stupid and, and figuring out who you are. Like, we got to stop trying to hold these younger artists to this standard of quality when it comes to music because the bottom line is music is a choice you know it's what you like it's really in the ears of the beholder so i do think they need to know their history and i think that's what sparked the issues between yadi and joe when they were doing the um, complex show i think that was a big the big difference between them like Joe was telling him, like, why, why don't you know who these people are? Why don't you know this? Why? Like, and I think that's been a lot of the beef out there. Um, even with uh, that, that beef that Vince Staples got into, I think it might have been like Pete Rock or somebody See, like that. I don't agree. But, and I, I'm about knowing the history. And I'm going to tell you why. Hold on. Just a quick question. Wish your field? What are you in? Wish your career? IT. Okay. Who are some of the greats of IT who paved the way for information technology as you know it, the job you do? Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, right? Um, Steve Wozniak. It's several greats. Okay, but I'm respect. talking about to what you do. Everybody always says, well, I think they should know their history. Why? But see, that's the difference between them and me is... I actually have studied the greats in my industry because it's something that was actually part of the process of me getting educated in my field. Like, I literally had classes where we sat down and watched Guess about what? the history. Of As an things. admin, I don't know anything about any of the great admins before me well, or in my field. And, that, but, and that's the reality. But it's different when you're you're doing something that's cultural. You're doing something that's a day-to-day business test. You don't need to know that for it to impact. When we say what's cultural for them, you know, at what point does it matter? I'm just asking, why do they need to know who, oh, I don't know, Biggie and Tupac are? Why do they need to know that? Why don't they need to know no, that? No, no, no. Don't ask the question with question. No, why do they why, need to know? Why wouldn't they need to know that? Because what knowing, does knowing, it benefit? knowing what those guys did, where they set the bar and the paths that they blazed to enable them to eat nowadays. Because you got to think about it. Biggie, Biggie what was What will knowing the, do? It would, it would actually give them something to strive for. But maybe make they, them that, even see, better. That's the problem. We, well, have the, we have this idea that they want to strive to do because of what somebody else before them no, did. No, that's not. I, I they, 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 they strive for. They're striving right now based off their their careers begin because of a lifestyle, right? Like you want to achieve something because you want to change your circumstances, right? But once you've done that, which you which they've already done by the time we even know them in this day and age, now it's what you're making a career out of this. Mm-hmm. That's setting the bar for them. Like, this is what you can aspire to be. This is what you can, this is what the epitome of your genre is. And when you're an artist and you're making art and you're and you're getting consumed publicly, you should be challenging yourself to reach that, that level in some regard. 
You know what I mean? But Maybe some would say a lot of these artists now have exceeded the levels. No, nobody would say that. There's yeah, nobody. There's lots of there's nobody, right now. There's nobody from... The only people that you could say even come close to achievement, Biggie and Tupac status. While they were alive, be, not post-mortem. While they were alive. Even, what, even if we say why they're alive would be... You, the only people you can even hold at that esteem would be Nas, Jay-Z, or Eminem. Nobody else even comes close. There's arguments when people try and mention Kendrick Lamar. There's arguments when people try to mention Drake. But comes like, close to what? To them. To them what, though? What are we talking about? They were the epitome of hip-hop but like at what? their time. What do you mean? Are we talking lyrically? Are we talking album sales? Are we talking talking brand about deals? the total package? Okay, so what's the total package include? Everything. Like what's that include? They were art. You got to look at them as they were artists who were sex symbols, even with Biggie's big black ugly behind. They're artists who were popular. They're who they were artists who spoke to the streets, who spoke to the pop charts. There were artists that dictated now, but fashion. we have a ton of artists now who transcend all of those lines. But what I'm saying is they became... And I would, I would argue probably bigger than what Tupac and Biggie were able to accomplish during their time here. But what you gotta, you gotta understand... Think about what they were they, cut off. They, they died early. They died young. But that's even... <laughs> that even goes further to my point because they were trailblazers. They made a lot of money. They made a lot of noise and at a young age. These artists now... What's the young the, age? Because a lot of these artists who are coming out right now are 18. They're teenagers. But what I'm saying is, look at what Biggie and Tupac, Tupac accomplished. How remembered and revered they are. And their careers ended at 26. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's my problem with that. Some of that, to me, is not genuine. They always tell you that you're worth more dead than you are alive. They A lot of people... They memorialize them when they died. So that is why they're still remembered. They had this big beef. That's why they're remembered. Yeah, and everybody wants to have these arguments about, oh, man, Tupac was a better lyricist or, you know, Biggie was a better lyricist. But I would argue that I love Tupac to death. I think he was a great actor. I think he was a great entertainer. I think he was a wonderful poet. But lyrically, I was, you know, I'm not, you know, he was not, a different. He was a different type of And rapper, that's fine. My but... point is, I think they get they've been made into these legends these larger than life legends because of this east coast west coast beef but if here's my hear me out this east coast west west coast beef and then the tragic way in the public way they both were killed and died they became memorialized in this in this manner which everybody loved them but i would have i would have more to say about them and their status to see how long they lasted in the game, how productive, like once everybody got bored with the beef, where were they going from there? I would, there's no way to know what they would have evolved into. But see, you, that is where you show your age. And I say that because Biggie came out in 93. Tupac was out in the early 90s. I know. But no, but what I'm saying is you weren't old enough to be part of that vibe. Like that, they were the biggest things out I know from, that too. From the jump. Like, now Tupac, he had a little bit slower. Don't ever don't, come from no, my age. Wait because a second. That, don't, don't, you no, me, I'm, I'm cutting you off right now. Up. Just to be very clear, no. don't tell me what I was old enough to appreciate oh or be a part of. Because you don't know. 
what I was into, so, what okay. I was listening to, so and what is, I was aware this is of. You trying to exercise I just wanted to your, be. I wanted to be clear. Your weight as the first chair. I just wanted to here. be. I just wanted to be the, clear. As the power chair. No, not as the power chair. But, There's none of that here but on the show. We don't. We don't need. I don't need all of that. Don't, what I'm saying to you is, don't you fraud. you attribute their their legacy to this East Coast West Coast beef. It wasn't that. Like Biggie and Tupac was big before the beef. But when we hear they the conversation, you're not hearing me. When you hear the narrative and the conversation surrounding Biggie and Tupac, what gets explored more, their music or their connection to each other? And be honest, they have, but their connection to each other resulted in their death. That's what gets explored and right. that's what gets and highlighted more than anything. But that has nothing to do with the music. The music I'm not denying the that music, their music was but great. What I'm saying, but that's what we talking about. But I'm talking about why they but that's not what they're remembered for. They get memorialized because of this whole no. connection, this no. beef and their music I comes don't agree. up. I don't but agree. I don't I would rank. argue I argue that while they were dope MCs I don't know that I could have seen Tupac or Biggie making it as long as Jay Z has. Are you serious? Yeah. Jay Z was a dud when Biggie and Tupac. Was I know alive. that. Like, and he he had been out before I, both I, of them. I know that, but but he still managed. He figured out the way. But I don't know what I'm saying is I don't know. He didn't figure out the way. He copied. I, he emulated Biggie style. That's how he I'm got saying, to where but, he was at. Big was the blueprint. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. I I know all of that. What I'm saying is, as shady as it is, he figured out a way to get on, become relevant, and stay relevant, even till now. And maybe not so much in the music aspect, but when Jay-Z drops the album, people care. But now my point, do. that's what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is, if Biggie and Tupac were alive right now, we want to. Uh, we want to because we're endeared to them. We grew up listening to their music. We want to believe that in this environment they'd be thriving and flourishing, and they'd be these great musical geniuses of our time. But I don't know that that would be the case. Alicia, I'm just why, playing devil's why are we? Here. Why are we speaking about what ifs? Like, first of all, if we're gonna say what ifs. There's no inclination that says that they would have declined. Both of them died having put out some of their their largest selling albums ever prior to their death. Their sales only skyrocketed afterwards. So the, the success that they had, if Jay-Z is still relevant nowadays, why would Biggie not be relevant when Jay-Z couldn't sell records when Biggie and Tupac was alive? Some people actually make the argument that Biggie and Tupac's death made room for Jay-Z and Nas to be as big uh, as they are. Because both of them when hold on both of them hold on both of them when they were alive weren't nearly as successful as they were after their death. Because the because the the lanes opened up. They were the biggest thing on the East and West Coast. And Tupac it was universal. Biggie it was universal. And the reason why I highlight them and say that they're the bar because they excel beyond rap music. They excel beyond hip hop. They weren't hip hop artists. They became music artists. Like it's just like Michael Jordan being bigger than the NBA. You know what I mean? They were bigger than what they came from. They started out as mixtape. Big started out as a mixtape dude. He that that was his ground. He was a battle rapper. Like he went on to transcend. These dudes was doing songs with Michael Jackson. 
You know what I'm saying? Like Tupac could have done anything. He he was an excellent actor. He wasn't. He was also an accomplished lyricist. People liked his poetry. You know what I mean? He was an artist. He was almost a Renaissance man, if you will. Big was big. Evolved the game to where you can be a. Sh- you can make music for the streets. You can make sh- music for the ladies, and you never lose your respect. You can be fly. Rappers was dirty. You know, you heard the lyrics. You was grimy in the early nineties. Far behind me. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was walking around in the sewers. Literally, Das Fex was shooting videos in the sewers with rats running around. They was wearing Carhartt sweatshirts and baggy, dirty jeans and 40 below Tim's. Like, he evolved the culture. Niggas wanted to put on Versace and Moschino and all that stuff. Nobody was talking that stuff before that. Okay, but my point to all of this, that we bring it back to why these kids have to know who they are, at this point, here's my point. At this point, for them... They can know Biggie's name. They can know Tupac's name, but it don't reach them. It doesn't matter to them. It and does. As much as we want it to, as much as we think that they should know it, it doesn't matter to I them. I disagree, and I think that Biggie and Tupac need to be studied in terms of hip-hop culture, and not just them alone. Yeah, but a lot of these kids aren't coming out to be hip-hop artists by studying other artists. They just want to make music. They just want to be fly. They just want to, I mean, like, they don't care. The same reason why every year in Georgia, they study Martin Luther King. The same reason why so many people think it's important to study the autobiography of Malcolm X. The same reason why people study any other historical figure on a regular basis. It's the same reason why I think Biggie and Tupac need to be studied as in terms of hip-hop culture. And I don't think they're alone. I think you do need to watch stuff like um, hip-hop evolution. You need to know about Russell Simmons and Def Jam Records. You need to know about Fly Tie from um, Cold Chillin' Records. You need to know about Marley Maul. You need to know about um, Curtis Blow. You need to know about Grandmaster, uh, I mean, Why? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five because it's you're a part of this culture. Now, you need to know what you're representing. You need to know what these See, people... And that's the problem. You, hold on, that's they not the problem. They don't represent what our generation No, they're not representing what our generation represented. They're representing what the culture represents. And they, you got to understand... The culture is evolving, but it doesn't mean that you forget your past. But it's the, the past that they don't know. And, it, it, and to me, they don't know. Ignorance I is bliss. I, I watch all of that stuff. I, I love the documentaries and all that. But I'm speaking realistically to these young kids who are coming now who are 19, 20, 21, 22. They're babies. And all this to them is irrelevant. You know, let, I mean, let me tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why. These kids, they don't care. It, and because it's not going to, whether they know or not, it's not going to change the type of music they make. It's not going to change what they want to make. And essentially, all it is is just knowledge. But knowledge without application doesn't matter. What are they going to apply? They don't want to. We don't know what they're going to apply. They don't want to. And we don't know. It's just like at school. You learn stuff that you have absolutely no interest in when you go to school. And why, I, why? How many of us have taken geometry class and, and never used it again after 10th grade, 11th grade, 9th grade, whenever you took you it. You do it because it, it's a requirement. You do it because it's a requirement. But the reason why you do it also is because somebody in there might 
enjoy geometry and it might shape their life in a direction where they say, hey, I want to be a creative, um, creative arts designer or something like that. I might, I might want to do AutoCAD. I might want to be an architect. I want to, I might want to do mechanical drawing or something like that. You know what I mean? That's that stuff is there to spark something, and it with for the sheer fact that it might spark something in somebody, and it makes you a well. It, it can well round. It can round you out. It can. You know, and that's the same. But nice, and that's the same that reason why the same reason why we have history class. Does that mean that these people can't go through school, never take geometry, and still become a successful person in life? Yes, they can. What I'm saying to you is this, though. You don't know what it's going to do to them. It's not going to hurt them, though. No, I'm for not them saying to get, it would. For them to get that what knowledge. What I'm saying is I don't think don't, us trying to hold them to the standard of know your I'm predecessors. Not, I'm not I don't, saying I don't, that was my whole point. I'm not saying that. I don't think that it's, I think this, that's force feeding them into knowing who their predecessors nobody, were. First of all, nobody can the, the narrative that always comes up when it's the older generation is, well, you guys don't know who shows so you need to study the great no, They're not no. listening to that. They I'm don't saying, care. They what, said that. Like, let these was, kids the be kids. The point I was making and what I said is that they should. I'm not saying that it's I, a requirement. It's not a requirement. I said they should. I think it's something that can only benefit them to have that knowledge of the culture of what sparked these things. But listen to some of that older music. Listen to how it evolved into what it is today. You don't know what is going to inspire what in terms of your sound. You might hear how um, rap was produced early on, and it may inspire a song for 2019 or 2020, or 2022, whatever the case is, because history shapes the future. It always has. If you don't know your history, you're not going to know how to move in the future. you got to learn from your past. That's all I'm saying. It's a benefit to them to know this. But how far in the past should they be digging? Because for them... Their past is Nelly. You know what I mean? Like that's their past. You got. We're talking age here. We're talking about in relation to when they're coming hip-hop up. Hip hop culture isn't that old. I don't it's believe not it that, is, but it's for not them, that you old. Got, so you, I don't think you're connecting what I'm saying. Like it's no, not to say no. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not. So to me, it's like I get what you're saying. Yes, Biggie, Tupac, they're the greats. They were this. They were that. But in relation, like if we're honest, like. They can know Tupac and Biggie's name, and they, I don't, they've, a lot of these artists have spoken up. They're not shaped by that music, though. They're shaped by the music that came before them that they grew up. We're shaped by the things we grow up on. So, to me, the only reason I had any sort of appreciation for the Isley Brothers, or for the Commodores, or for Ray Goodman and Brown, or for Diana Ross, or any of those things, is because that stuff my dad played when I was growing up, so I got familiar with it because we listened to it. But there's a crap load of music that my mom never listened to, and she has no desire to, and that's just that. For me, I'm influenced by the things that I listen to. I think these kids were influenced. If I hadn't grown up and Biggie and Tupac weren't popping for my generation at this time, I don't know that I would have cared. And and that's the reality for a lot of these kids. We're talking in the music they grew up on. So for a lot of them, they're growing up in the era of 2000s. So for them, it was who was 
relevant and popping at the time they were growing up and music consumption became a thing for them. So I think they're basing their history because when you listen to a lot of these kids talk about who inspired them, they're referencing artists who were, you know, great in 2001, 2003, 2004. I think it's what's relevant to their age and how they grow up and what they listen to during their time. Yeah, so knowing Tupac and Biggie's music, while it's nice to have it in your catalog, I don't. I think it's not realistic what we're asking of them at this age. I like, don't see why it's not realistic because we're talking about something that is... Hip-hop itself is, what, 50 years old, maybe? 40-something years old? Like... It's not asking a lot of anybody to go back. And I'm not asking you to listen to everything that ever was produced prior to your birth. What I'm asking you is look at the the high points. Listen to some of some of these things, some of the key songs that shape the culture because you're eating off of other people's blood, sweat, and tears. Like you you literally I mean, are you and just like the example you gave you have you have your appreciation for the music you do because of your dad's influence, but everybody in your age has not shared that experience. Yeah. Having had that experience, though, has shaped you in ways that have allowed you to do things that other people your age and even slightly older haven't been able to do. You have a unique ear for music because of how the household that you came up in because of the music that you've heard. This has allowed you to be an executive producer of sorts on people's music projects. This has allowed you to have experience in the music industry. This has allowed you to have a career as a artist management. Like you've been a voice on people's projects because of the experience you've had listening to this music. That's what I'm saying here. That appreciation that understanding, that history, that knowledge, we don't know what benefit is going to be of to these people, but we know it can only be of benefit. It's not going to be to their detriment to do it, so why not do it? You you live and you eat I off mean, of this. There's a lot of why not. Most it's of not what I'm saying is I don't think it's fair for us as the older generation to come at them with this narrative of you should, you got to. I'm not, I but, didn't say you got but to. But that's what I my say point you was to. that you ran away from. That was my point was when yeah, we come you, at them like this, you got to understand how it sounds to them. We're not putting ourselves in their shoes realistically, I don't think. And I think we got to stop being as hard on them when when they say, I don't listen to Tupac or I don't listen to Biggie. Like, let's stop shaming them. Like, it's realistic when they're 18 that they don't know who Biggie or Tupac is. Look how long ago that was. But It's, it's not, okay if they don't. It's, it is it's, okay. It's great if they decide to, but it's not the end of the world if they don't. And that's mm. the aspect I'm speaking to. Like, let's stop acting like they're being disrespectful for not knowing who the greats are. No, those are our greats. That's not their greats. That's not and my it's argument. okay. But that argument. was what my point was, and you but shifted that, from what I was but saying. But that was your point when I was trying to express mm-hmm. my opinion. And no. you came, yes, when no. I started saying that, I thought that they should, not that they have to, not that they're going, their career is never going but to go anywhere. should and have they, to is no, the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's, it's you, you should not go out after midnight. You, you can go out after midnight if you want to. But the likelihood that something bad can happen to you definitely increases when you go out at those scary hours of the night. 
it's not a requirement that you stay in. It's probably in your best interest if you do, but if you go out, you might go out and nothing happens to you at all. You might have the best time of your life. You also might go out there and get shot dead in five minutes. It's like so morbid. It's just, but <laughs> th- this is what I'm saying. Like Studying the past can only benefit you for whatever reason. It, it could spark a lyric inside of you. It could spark a beat. You might want to cover somebody's album, um, cover a song, whatever. Do an old tune. You never know what idea you want to get. So it's no harm in doing that. And if y'all young dudes out there never ever want to listen to a Big Year Tupac album, go ahead. One of the things that I do think that I love to hear was Vince Staple explained that he wasn't um he wasn't uh whatchamacallit. He wasn't trying to be that uh as negative as he sounded when he talked about um Biggie and Tupac was the only thing popping, whatever that controversial statement was that he had that pissed everybody off. He said it was taken out of context and everything. Like it was time trying to talk to him about hip hop. You want the full story? Listen to Joe Button's podcast from like a week or two ago. He discussed it. I thought it was dope that he had an opportunity to express himself and to stop getting dragged for a mistake, uh, for a comment that was taken out of context because these people wanted to force him to speak about something that he didn't want to talk to them about. Vince, that made me respect him in a whole nother light. And I think the conversation works both ways. Like we can't shut these dudes down because they don't know the history. We need to listen to them and get to know who they are. Because what Joe Buttons said himself is that he had these negative perceptions of these people because he didn't care for their music. But when he got to know them as people, he enjoys them. Like he enjoys them as people. He enjoys their personalities. And that's that's what we gotta remember at the end of the day. They may not they may not make the music that we like, but they're still people. Like you might actually talk to them and they be cool. You might actually hear them give an interview and it might be cool. That doesn't mean you need to listen to their whole album. Like I don't own any ASAP Ferg albums, but I like ASAP Ferg's personality and I like some of his songs. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean I'm ever going to go out and buy an ASAP Ferg album. I probably won't even download it, but I will maybe grab a song and add it to a playlist. You know, and it's, and I think that's what's cool about this genre now. Like, you don't gotta like nobody's whole album. These guys make a nice, cool song, and you can bump that cool song because even a broke clock is right twice a day. I heard a little Yachty songs that I like to listen to. That still has never occurred for me. <laughs> I, I have. I mean, there's. He's got some. Nowadays, what I think is dope is that the producers are just as big as the artists, if not bigger. Like, uh, if you put somebody with the right producer, you want to hear their album. You want to hear their project, even if you don't listen to it twice. You, you probably can walk away with a couple songs from off of there. Like, I think it's dope that it's just just free for all. It's like AAU basketball. Like you can go, you can play over here with this guy from this place and over there, and y'all can combine teams today, and y'all could be playing against each other next week. Like it's dope, man. I, I think it's, I think it's a free for all. I think it's a, a Royal Rumble of artists and stuff. But like the cream always rises to the top. And the other thing I will say, um, <clears throat> dang, I lost my train of thought that fast. 
But, oh, I know what I was going to say about the artists studying history. The three biggest artists in hip-hop right now are Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. All three of them know their history. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Say what you will. Out of the, I'm sure it's not either. It's not a coincidence that the three biggest artists are are three people that are very familiar with the history of the culture that they represent. Well, now that you've stepped down off your soapbox, may I? <laughs> I mean, you was preaching. I just, you know, I had to let you get that out. You, oh, seem, you? you seem so passionate about it. I'm, I'm definitely Again. passionate about it because oh, I, we know. I'm, I think we all know now. Watch it, watch it. We all. Hey, you put on the show. I was just, I was here to watch. Oh, really? Um, because you definitely went off on some. I didn't. Well, no, I was just making my point as to why I didn't think. I think that the older generation needs to be a lot more understanding to the youthful generation, and we need to be mindful of how we speak to them. They're still little humans, even if they're younger than us. And I also think we should keep in mind that at some point we were in their shoes when it came to our parents and their parents' opinion of our musical selection. And I, I just don't like the hypocrisy of where it's at. And I think trying to tell them that they have to know who Tupac and Biggie or, you know, any of these artists are is pointless. Let them figure out who they're going to be, how they want to figure it out. Some may choose to go the route of knowing their history, which is fine. And if they don't, guess what? It's not going to matter. These artists are going to come and go, and it's actually, that's it. it you know what I mean? I think you're passionate about what you grow up with, and that was my whole point. Like, I think we put a lot more stock into this stuff than they do. Um, because, you know, I remember being younger, like I said, and having an appreciation for the Isley Brothers, but if I went to school banging some Isley Brothers, like, my classmates would be looking at me like, why do you care like this old music like L.U. Corny like they didn't have an appreciation like I did they might have it now because they're older and they recognize you know what I'm saying is they'll get there I think trying to force them to get there when they're just discovering who they are musically and their talents let them discover that stuff we can't we can't force it upon them and then be like you're wrong for being your creative self at this age like let them grow up you gotta let them grow up I think we can agree there because force feeding I, I'm of the, I have a defiant spirit. Do you I, really? I'll say, watch him out. <laughs> um, ooh, the, ooh, I don't ooh. like, I personally don't like people telling me what to do. Oh, ain't that if a you, word? If you tell me what to do, like I'm, more either. Likely, I'm more likely to buck against what you're telling me to do than I, am to, comes out, <laughs> than I am to go along with it. If you let me get there on my own, or if you nudge me in that direction, he don't. I, I he don't take there. nudging even. Don't let but, him lie to y'all. But don't don't, don't tell me I have to do something. And I think that's one of the one of the mistakes that any elder statesman can make is telling these younger people who are making money, who are more successful than their parents probably, who are comfortable with their own fan base that you have to do this if you want. to. No, you don't have to do anything at this point. You can you can be the next Fetty Wap or you can be the next Drake or you can be whatever you want to be. 
and never learn this stuff. I but I identify as a Drake but, because I feel like because you are secretly <laughs> I'm emotional and sing and, and a falsetto. I, on the first of all, I've never sung on falsetto ever. No, but your um, inner your inner woman does. No, she does not. For you, who is my inner woman deep, as opposed to my outer woman? Deep down inside, where you're soft like a woman. I am That's soft right. like a woman because I am a woman. <laughs> anyway, you're being silenced now. Now you're being told what to do. No, but that, let me finish my thought. Don't tell these people what they got to do. Suggest it, nudge it, offer it to them. Offer to share the experience with them. Don't force feed them. Nobody should be force fed anything. They're, we're adults. We're Why have talking we to adults. No, and this, this was always my opinion. I think they should. I think they should, but I don't think it should be force fed to them. Mm-hmm. I think they should des- they should desire that for themselves, though. Well, what I'm going to say is we're going to wrap it up because we've got about four minutes before this recording has to end. So while we did address part one of our music episode, because clearly we're going to have to come back to address the other topics. I'm so sorry and so glad at the same time that you guys Ooh. get to see me and Jay interact in our very truest and honest form. Did you say you're so um, sorry? <laughs> I said so sorry and so grateful at the same time. Um, <laughs> you guys had to bear witness this to us. this. Yeah, but this is us. So if, y'all know, let... if you've ever been in our presence, you would know you this, know, is, this us. is us. And so if you haven't been in our presence, this is your first time getting to know me and Jay and how we interact with another. Welcome. You've had your cherry pop. Um, and I hope you guys had a great time. And I hope this sparks some discussion with you and your boo in the car or with your friends or whomever you guys talk to about music and we'll come back with next episode and do music part two and we'll talk about other aspects of music um and the reason i think we were so open to doing this is because jay and i if you have if you can't tell our avid lovers of music um it's a big part of both of our lives um in different capacities and it has shaped our views and opinions on things so I think it's a great conversation to have and it's light and it's fun and we want you guys to drop us some comments tell us what you guys think after you listen to the episode and share um, your music stories with us I take my music serious though Oh, now he's trying to tap into his up north. Okay. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up. And of course, we're always going to tell you follow the Instagram page, A underscore J podcast on Instagram. You can follow J at Big Talk underscore J. And of course, you can find me at APY blog where I'm doing my thing on the regular mommy wife advocate. Um, and Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Share our podcast. Listen to it on Spotify. Hit it on Anchor. Hit all the links. Share it, share it, share it. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Find us. It's really Find simple. Us, yeah. And, um, don't be disappointed by my Instagram page. It's not popping. It's really just... <laughs> he says pri- this every episode. It's a private episode. citizen status. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out how to get more involved in the social media thing. You don't have to. I'll, I'll take care of that but for But I, I do want to get to the point where we're doing some lives and stuff like that, pulling some other people in. Um, when we get some more friendlier topics or whatever, I guess. And y'all can know. always shoot as topic suggestions. I'm going to run another poll. I said I was going to do it last week and I didn't, but I am going to I don't think, this week. I don't think friendly was the right word I was looking for there, but you know what I mean. Something that's more interactive, I guess I'll say. Music is definitely one where it could be, but I, I do shout out to uh, Sister McCurves. We definitely need to do something that incorporates her, and we can. And uh, shout out to uh, King Ivan 006. We need to do something to incorporate him, and everybody else that we 
our friends and family and we love with is including y'all are the people that take the time to listen to us we love yes, y'all yes we love y'all Thank we y'all appreciate y'all keep supporting and watch for the the lives and the stories and we're gonna get more interactive with y'all all right sooner rather than later so we're now that we've long-winded y'all we will catch you next sunday next episode peace